Welcome to another edition of the Heron Outlet. She is Alex Winley. I am Ian Hest, and the king has arrived. Joseph Martinez signing in South Florida with Inter Miami in what was a huge day uh, around South Florida. One of, I'm going to say probably, I'm going to say the biggest signing that, that Inter Miami has made in terms of, uh, I mean, Gonzalo Higuain, obviously from an international stage, but within MLS, Joseph Martinez and within the, you know, uh, Latin America culture right now as presented, still only 29 years old, a former MLS MVP, a former MLS Cup champion, uh, a, a former best 11. There, there's so much to go along with this pedigree here that, that Inter Miami has secured for not a designated player. So much to get to, Alex. Uh, but let's just start. You were at the press conference yesterday. Uh, what, what was the what was the understanding of the excitement surrounding it? Um, Joseph clearly happy to be here in South Florida. Yeah, he was super excited. He talked about uh, living in Doral with the that high Venezuelan population. Um, he just recently had his son, so he's uh, excited to be a dad. And and you know, I believe his uh, the wife of his son is also living down here. So uh, the mother of his son is living down here. So obviously, you know, it was extra motivation. Plus on the soccer side, he said he's, he, he feels fit. He feels good. Um, he's ready to go. Uh, he spoke with Phil Neville. Uh, he mentioned in the press conference that he, uh, Phil Neville joked with him that, you know, he was going to get him at uh, Miami one day. And, you know, here it is, you know, with the, him leaving Atlanta, you know, Miami was a very obvious uh, option for him. So um, yeah, he, he, he looks ready. He looks fit. Um, uh, really ready to go. And, um, you know, he, he seemed super excited. He was joking around, you know, all those attitude issues that a lot of us had questions about it. You know, obviously it didn't really look apparent. He looked, you know, super happy to be here, very jovial with his teammates and uh, ready to go. And it, it bodes well for Inter Miami uh, heading into the season because, you know, they obviously want that top four spot. So, um, yeah, he looked good, fit, um, super happy. Uh, you know, uh, journalists asked they asked him myriad of questions, and you know, it was it was going well. So uh, high upside. It was a real like a, a circuit, like a fanfare, a lot of fanfare for that, and um, you know, really, you know, really big for South Florida having a a well known South American star uh, uh, come and sign for them. Yeah, this this extends past soccer, right? Our producer Andres even saying that as his mom was listening to to Latin American radio, Spanish radio uh, yesterday, that even they are talking about Joseph Martinez, and and she may not, you know, have known a lot about what's going on in Inter Miami otherwise. So this is definitely a big signing culturally. Um, Joseph spoke to that, like you said, it, it being in Doral, um, the large Venezuelan population around there, very excited about that, uh, and and just. The, the idea that, again, I, I bring this up, still only 29 years old. And, and so for all the injuries that he's had, he turns 30 in the middle of the season this year. But I know that we're coming off the ACL and, and all that. But Austin made a great point uh, last week. I thought no more turf for Joseph. Or, or even if it is, it's going to be on the road. It's going to be mini, uh, minimal. And so playing a guy that's used to the South Florida heat, used to this climate, that, that can run with it, that, that this probably bodes a little bit more uh, for him. We've dissected him for weeks from, from when we were talking about how he possibly might fit in even to last week, now now to it actually happening. Um, so so I think that, that if you've been following us at the Heron Outlet, following the Substack or here YouTube or, or on Spotify, wherever, um, you, you get an understanding of how we like him fitting, especially next to Campana or even in that super sub role. 
but but just coming in from the attitude aspect, I, I want to touch on that for a sec because you you mentioned that he looks happy. Uh, you know, we saw this a year ago with Alejandro Pozuelo, a guy who was unhappy in his situation in Toronto, and all it took was not only a change of scenery, but but furthermore, which is something that's going to come up more and more often. I think that Joseph touched on it when he said this this club is a Latin club that that, that there are. The, the, the type of guys that are not happy in their situation that are looking to find a new situation, but also looking to find Miami as that situation. We saw it with Pozuela last year. It looks like we're seeing with Joseph this year, where for all of the talk about his not, not, you know, bad attitude and not getting along in the locker room. Well, perhaps in a more comfortable situation here, not only in a better situation for him, but also in one where he's more comfortable that, that not just a change of scenery, but a change of scenery here might be more beneficial for Joseph moving forward. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think, like you said with Pozuelo, sometimes it just takes a change of locker room to to uh, bring out that player that may have been on the, the decline. You know, l- listening to Joseph yesterday, and I wrote a, a piece uh, about the um, the press conference on the Heron Outlet Substack. Um, yeah, he's ready to go. You know, even like I mentioned, his crown hasn't tipped in regards to the fire and hunger that he has to play. You know, he spoke about wanting to score goals and win trophies with Miami and, you know, looking at how uh, aggressive Miami has been and bringing in these high caliber players like Pozuelo, like Joseph Martinez now. Uh, it shows that they're sort of in a win and win now attitude, but not quite. Yes, they, they're still in a rebuild. But, you know, the moves that they're doing, so a lot of these guys are, are just entering their prime or, or in their prime. So this is very, like, we want results sort of now, but with an option to, like, you know, as they the, these players get older, still have that that option to, to um to, to you know, just build a foundation even more so. So, like, it's sort of a win-now attitude with, you know, Joseph Pozuelo, all these other guys, so... Yeah, you know, Joseph's excited to he's excited to get here. He's excited to 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 play and and um yeah, it, it just bodes well for for Miami. They're going to have strike options up top to uh choose from and 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 it's going to be really intriguing how he fits in. He's going to be introduced at halftime against Vasco da Gama, the first preseason game this coming Saturday. And we'll get to that game later in the show today. Uh but but that just goes to show, right? How many times have they done that? Uh, for, for a player signing coming in where, you know, I mean, we saw last year again with Pozuelo when he was signed, that was a halftime introduction as well. Um, so, so for him to get there, we, I, he's not expected to play on Saturday, I, I, um, but, but we'll, we'll see, uh, you know, wh- where that comes later on in the preseason. Um, still a couple of weeks away. We still have a little more than a month until February 25th for him to get adjusted into the roster. We got to talk about the Arepas, Alex, right? The Arepas are everywhere (laughs) around South Florida. They're going to have them at the game uh, for Vasco da Gama. I I think that's great. You know, I I look back when I was a lot younger uh, and the Marlins used to do this uh, with with Arepas and and back in old Joe Robbie. um, And you used to have the Arepa King that was was walking around, uh, walking around the stadium. Now you have the King of Arepas here. Uh, Joseph Martinez. It's going to be fun. I mean, and, and they should be having fun with this. I thought that the rollout was fantastic. You know, sometimes we get we we have gotten on on the club a little for for not you know understanding the social media aspect or, or the gravitas of this. I thought that the rollout was was fantastic for Joseph. Yeah, it was really fun. You know, um, you know, from the introduction video with the the nice little um, uh, not slideshow but like a video showing showcasing Venezuela and and Joseph and his 
and his achievements and you know that nice little detail where i don't know if you saw they zoomed into his knuckles and they in, like like engraved like i inner my jm 17 so yeah it was a really nice production the rapos are super cool uh yeah i believe they're going to be maybe selling them at the stadium during the game i don't know after double check but um yeah it's it's yeah it shows and even then i i saw a photo from uh, a fan uh that took a photo in winwood uh, uh showcasing that they spray painted joseph martinez's uh face on on the floor i don't know if we can tweet that out at the heron outlet on twitter but yeah it was just super cool and it shows the hype around the signing and and you know that you know they're they're you know they're gonna market him and 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 push it as much as 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 they can. You know with Gonzalo leaving with Martinez, I think it's slightly different. He's not maybe a world renowned star like Iguain was, but you know like you mentioned mentioned earlier with our producer Andres, like you know his mom listening to radio. Even they were talking about it. So it's just absolutely huge for Miami from a cultural aspect and a soccer perspective. He does have 60 appearances all time for the Venezuelan national team, scoring 13 goals, three assists for them in that time. So he does have the international pedigree. Uh, we'll see again if, if he's in the mix for Copa America. At that point, he'll be 31. Um, so, you know, still possible. Um, <clears throat> and we'll, we'll see moving forward. The one important part that I don't know if we've touched on enough here is the financials. And, and I think that that, again, is what, mm-hmm. for, for at least for me personally, what makes this deal way over the top because he does not come in as a designated player. And that's huge. We cannot repeat that enough. Um, Inter Miami need players of Joseph's caliber that are not going to be designated players. He was making around $4 million last year. So clearly into the designated player uh, uh, side of things, I think his base annual was 3.75. Um, and, and so that buyout as a part of it with uh, Atlanta United is for Atlanta United to pick up a portion of that salary. We haven't gotten the exact details, whether that's a 50-50 split, whether that's some version of it. Regardless, it does mean, whatever it is, that it's enough to push Joseph into just a regular senior player uh, um, role for the club, for those 1 through 20 spots that are so uh, so vital for them. What I do suspect, and, and we'll find this out in the, in the weeks to come, what I do suspect, though, is that it will require – uh, allocation money to buy that down under the designated player threshold. And and why that's important, Alex, is because when we're, when we're looking at, at more moves that they're able to make, if, if all of this is, is what we're considering, you're buying Joseph down, you're buying Gregory down from his 850 underneath. So that's another about 200,000 that you'll have to spend there. Okay. You're, you're going to have to buy Jean Mota down too, but that's, that's really not, not a lot, a couple thousand, I think it's like 30 to 50,000. On there, so you've done all of that. That means Campana's DP one, right? Pizarro right now is DP, and you still have an open slot. So, so that that's the situation right now. However, the the other side of that is because you're using all of those three guys to buy them all down, and you're still under sanctions. Remember, this is the last year of the sanctions. That's pretty yep. much your TAM budget for the year. So let's just make sure that people understand that as we're going through the, these transactions, there isn't going to be a lot in that pot right now. They might need to make some moves in order to get some extra TAM in if that's what you're looking to do. There isn't a lot of talk of that right now. So I think that, that they're very comfortable where they are, perhaps adding another designated player, <clears throat> Pozuelo, right? Perhaps moving Pizarro on. Uh, um, that That's possible um, right now, right? So, 
but but just understanding right now that when we're talking about oh we could buy this player or buy that player down a lot of that allocation money right now is is in Joseph Gregory and John Malta. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, it's it's a numbers game with MLS, and um, obviously Chris Henderson's better with the numbers than I am. But um, to that point, Ian, I, I you know looking around um, the, some of the transfer rumors, there are some rumors regarding Gregory and and some uh, teams in Brazil, Palmeiras and Cruzeiro uh, are, are two of them that are interested. And when you talk about moving on players, you know, it, it won't be ideal if, you know, push comes to shove and they want more allocation money to move on Gregory, Gregory but it won't be ideal. But, you know, he's the captain, but, you know. I don't think that you announce him as captain and and have and think that he's going yeah. to be able to move. So I, I, I would be yeah. really shocked. I mean, I don't think that you announce someone as your captain if you think that there's any chance that they want to ask for a transfer. Yeah, that's true, but... Yeah, and like you said, with the open DP spot, like you know, there's just a lot of moving variables, and you know, Miami aren't done with their their squad building quite yet. Like you said, there may be minimal money there, and they may need to make some moves. Uh, what those moves are, you know, you're probably more well versed in the 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 transfer business than I am in regards to the roster uh, uh, money uh, sections. But um, yeah, it it it, it you know, there, there is some room to move, but obviously. It, with the sanctions and whatnot, it it'll be, you know, not tough because they they're privy to the numbers, but you know, they're getting kind of close to the line here. So, but um, um, as far as I know, with Inter Miami now, they 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 double and triple check everything. Like even with the Joseph uh, um uh, acquisition, you know, the league obviously approved that, and and they were in the clear. So um, yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, we're just gonna have to wait and see mode uh and and see how everything uh. You know, comes together whether Pozzuolo resigns or Pizarro gets moved on. So um, it'll be intriguing to see what they do there. And again, we we've mentioned this all off season. We thought that it started with Pozuelo resigning and Pizarro finding a landing spot. It, it's actually been the reverse. That that looks like that'll be the final piece of the puzzle. Whether I I still uh, expect Pozuelo to resign with Miami um, sooner yeah. rather than later. Um, but but whether or not Pizarro is on the roster or not, that's you know, still to be determined, still in training. Um, and, and so we'll we'll wait and see uh, as that goes. But that, that's sort of the understanding and the financials with it, um, that, that that is where a lot of your money is going. The other, the other side of that coin, too, just to, to put a bow on this, is that that means in 2024, a lot of money opens up because uh, you're, you're going to have a lot, yeah. of, a, a lot of money opening up. Pizarro's in the last year of his deal. Um, Nick Marsman, just for an example, who's making a lot for a goalkeeper, um, is in the last year of his deal. Uh, so th- those just are a, a couple of, of guys that really would open up a lot of cap space too, whether whether they're here on restructured deals or or what say you. Yeah, arguably, I think 2024 will be even a, a bigger year. You know, with, like you said, the sanctions are done. Uh, Pizarro will be in the last year of his t- contract. A lot of guys making a lot of uh, big time money will be on the last years of their contract. So a lot of money will open up in, in that regard. So if Miami you know, want to, if they have a successful season this year and they want to continue to build, they will have the flexibility to do so come 2024, even more so, even if those messy rumors do continue to persist. Um, yeah, the, uh, 2024 is definitely that, that, that um, year. And we spoke about this in 2021, I believe, or, or when the sanctions first hit, we, we discussed, you know, when those sanctions are done, which is 2024, that could be the year where Miami really starts to push on and, and grow to where they wanted to grow anyway. So, yeah, it'll be intriguing to see. 
just you know, it was interesting too that you say that because uh, I, I tweeted out the other day, or I think it was last night. Um, that, that I've shown you this before, how I envision them going with the four four two, but that narrow four four two. Um, and it was funny to me that, that people got excited. People got, and naturally so. I mean, that's great. It's wonderful that people are excited about this year. But as I'm seeing some of the, the responses that came in, uh, people are saying, oh, this is such a different team, such a different team. And I'm looking at the starting lineup, and there was only two changes that I had made from the, the final game from last year. So, <laughs> so it was interesting to see how excited people are with just the left back and a second striker. Um, and, and a and, second striker. <laughs> It's amazing what a guy like Joseph can do, though, and and to put McVeigh in a yeah, position true. that he's supposed to play with and have a natural left back. I mean, these are these are the smart moves that Inter Miami has made over this off season that I think gives people reason to be excited. If if you were you know so close to to uh, to doing it last year, if not for that terrible start to the year to be a top four seed in the East, then you're feeling good about this team come next year. Uh, let, let's talk yeah, about the, the, let's talk about the preseason getting underway. Saturday, Vasco da Gama coming into Drive Pink Stadium the first time to um, really see this iteration of Inter Miami and just what we're expecting I, I'm, I, and and just who you're excited to see. Formationally, I don't suspect Phil's going to give a lot away, especially uh, Phil is notorious for giving us uh, dummy uh, dummy lineup <laughs> sheets that are that are not the right formation, and we have to take the first you know two minutes to figure out what the actual formation he's going with for the day is. So I don't think that he, if he's doing that in the regular season, I don't think he's going to be doing us any favors in the preseason. Uh, but but just who who are you looking forward to seeing? Um, what, what can you learn from a preseason game like this and just getting back underway in 2023? Well, it's, since it's the first preseason game, I, I fully expect it to be something regarding fitness. Uh, you know, I don't think they'll be, do a lot of tactical tweaking until uh, they get closer to the season. So um, I think it's going to be more about giving guys um, who may not get a lot of minutes this year, uh, getting some playing time, like I'll expect to see like uh, Benjamin Kromeschke or, or Noah Allen, uh, you know, uh, just some of the younger guys coming through, maybe guys uh, coming back from injury, if John Mata's fit, you know, maybe getting him some minutes in. Um, Joseph obviously won't be playing. Maybe like uh, we'll see Pizarro start, you know, see what he has before, um, you know, if he gets moved on. Uh, maybe Campana gets a run for 45 minutes and then they'll switch to, a, a, you know, I don't know, Ariel Lasseter or, or I don't expect Robbie Robinson to get many. And in, 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 if Robbie does get minutes, it's going to be like 10 minutes at the end and he probably won't push too hard. So I don't expect them to go full throttle. Obviously, it's a preseason game. I think it's going to be more about fitness and, and um, you know, just checking out certain players. And I think closer we get to the season, you know, they'll have other friendlies against other MLS teams like uh, St. Louis, uh, St. Louis City. That's what they're calling themselves, St. Louis City, uh, SC. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be playing them in a, a closed-door uh, media-only friendly, I believe. And so I think closer we get to the season, we'll see more tactical things in, in regards to that. So, um, uh, yeah, I don't think it'll be heavy, heavy. I know a lot of Vasco da Gama fans, uh, they, they just got beat by River Plate by uh, what, three goals. So they're looking to win. And you know, Vasco wins. It's it's okay, but my you know, Miami are. It'll be more so for fitness and and checking out uh, particular players. Uh, com, uh, you know, than uh, it being like a tactical thing more more so than anything. I feel. A quick tangent on St. Louis. It's St. Louis City SC. So it's S L C S C. Try and say that like five times. St. Louis City SC. It's it's a tongue twister. We're gonna have a tongue twister. 
Indiana Vasilev did sign his contract yeah. over from Aston Villa. Just a quick note on that. Indiana Vasilev is, is a yeah. permanent transfer from Aston Villa now uh, to St. Louis. So we'll get a chance to see him um, for, for them this upcoming season. Uh, and, and a game that Inter-Miami does travel to St. Louis um, this upcoming season. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but talking about this, you know, I was thinking back to the, the Barcelona match last year um, in the middle of the season and how, uh, how Phil was able to get everybody – on, on the field for uh, for, for a, a decent period of time um, that, that everybody got to play. And the guys, that, that there were two, I think it was Jean Mo, was it Bryce Duke and Jean Moto? I'm trying to remember who, but there were two guys who were under a yellow card suspension. They played pretty much the entire game. Um, but but Phil did a good job of, of trying to get everybody into that game and did get everybody into that game. I could see a similar situation with that uh, uh, come Saturday against Vasco da Gama, especially with it being open to the fans you know, fans have their own fan favorite. Whoever is yours watching, listening to this, you want to get a chance to see who, who that is. For Even if it is Robbie, right, like for 10 minutes, then you get to see him for 10 minutes as he tries to get his way back. I think this is a huge, huge preseason for, for those winger. I'm going to keep it uh, keep it up. That those wingers that need to be diverse, that need to have other tools in their arsenal, Stefanelli, uh, Robert Taylor, yeah. Ariel Lassiter, Coco, um, uh, Emerson's oh, going to be on. Yeah, yeah. I, like these are the guys that I'm going to keep my eye out on. Um, that, that I want to see if you are solely a winger. If we are, if if Winfill is giving you action, that is your sole responsibility. You're going to need to be working harder in training to develop more skills. I, I think that just the way this roster is getting constructed. That that is that is turning out to be a, a, a very bonus piece for this roster, but not something that they're going to go to the well for day in and day out. So if you want to get minutes, you're going to need to be versatile in this roster. So I, so I look at a guy like Robert Taylor, who who we've talked a lot about. I think he can offer this team a ton simply because there are many places you can put Robert Taylor. He can be very diverse on the field. He doesn't just have to be that creator on the wing. It helps. He's fantastic when he's there. But you can also tuck him inside and play that, like, second central midfielding role. He could even possibly at times, you know, even drop into a wingback role. We, we, rarely. We don't really don't want to see that. But, the but Lewis it, Morgan role. Exactly, exactly. I the mean, Lewis we've seen Morgan it, role. <laughs> they, they did it with him once or twice on the left-hand side last year. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I think that, you know, his versatility just goes to show, I think, what Phil is looking for. A guy like Stefanelli, who from all reports can be something similar to that as well. Um, but, but, but yeah, there are the guys uh, that, that, that are, you know, the out-and-out wingers that I don't know how it necessarily is going to translate to what this team is going to look like this year, Alex. Uh, just fr- from that aspect, are, are you worried more offensively or, or is there something – along the back line of the center backs. We haven't really gotten to them yet. I don't know if we'll necessarily learn a lot until they're up against MLS opposition. Um, but but are you are you interested in seeing who gets the first team nod? Is it still too early for that? Um, yeah, I think it's too early. I, I still think that they're probably going to bring in another center back. You know, they were in for Aaron Long and, and you know, reports yesterday that, you know, they may be after Felipe from um, Atletico. Uh, who's out of favor, you know, he look, it's looking like he might go to Wolver, Wolverhampton. So, um, yeah, I still think they're looking for a center back. I feel like they're not completely trustworthy of um, the, their center back core they have now. I, I'm sure McVay will start. 
but I don't know if they have decided who that number one center back is going to be. Um, so I, I think they may just go out and, 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 and get another center back unless, you know, Saylor and Mavika continue to take a step up then you know, that's fine. Ian Frag, you know, continues to stay healthy and whatnot. Um, I don't know. So, yeah, I, but I still think even with that. I think it still might be too early for Ian Frey. I don't know if we'll see a lot of him. You uh, think so? Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, you know, we, we've seen training. Oh, I meant like throughout the season, like yeah, center yeah, back yeah. depth, when he gets healthy, like, yeah. That, that'll, but, that'll, yeah, that'll, I, I, yeah. I still think, though, um, you know, people are, are trying to think. I think that McVeigh gets the chance to be CB1, especially given everything that he did okay. last year. Um, and then, and and now you're trying to figure out: is it Sailor? Is it Mabika? Is it Low? Uh, right now, I think that that's where you're at. And who plays well together? I think is also, you know, a lot of it in center backs. It's going to be a pairing. Um, and and so figuring out who plays best together. You know, we saw Low and Mabika have their really high highs and not so great lows last year together. Um, and so you know, figuring out mixing and matching what those pairings are going to be. Um, I, I think will be a really interesting uh, um, thing to watch for in the first one. But but yes, Vasco da Gama, first preseason game of the year coming up this Saturday from Drive Think Stadium, uh, uh, the start to uh, um, a handful or so of preseason friendlies that Inter-Miami will have before February 25th. They host Montreal in the season opener. Alex, January camp for the U.S. men's national team also underway. And the roster uh, just released. No Inter-Miami players on it in a very uh, MLS-heavy roster, as January camp always is. No DeAndre Yedlin. We kind of expected that after uh, um, after the World Cup and and all that he was doing there. Uh, but, but you know, absolutely no one else. Now, this is interesting. You know, you, you could throw in some guys. Bryce Duke, I don't know if he's there yet. Um, Inter-Miami not playing with a lot of Americans uh, right now so as their starters. So you, you could make the, the argument that there isn't really a, a guy there. The one guy that we were thinking might be there is Drake Callender. He was a finalist for MLS Goalkeeper of the Year last year. Um, definitely there were grumblings in the mix. He was asked preseason at the very first press conference if he had heard anything about his inclusion in January camp. He had said no, which actually did come as a surprise to me because there, there were grumblings about him possibly being a goalkeeper three in this January camp. Um, I guess as, as little as they wound up being, because in the end, uh, the, the U.S. Soccer Federation name without a coach right now uh, did go with Gaga Salina, who's now transferred from Chicago over to Chelsea, heading over now. Sean Johnson, who's still unattached, deciding between Toronto FC and New York City FC. And then the one that surprised me that I thought could have been Drake uh, if Drake was in the mix. And that's Romo Celitano, uh from Cincinnati, um, at, who gets the nod over Drake. I don't think that that necessarily means that Drake is done with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, I think that he had a wonderful season last year. I think that that allows your name to be thrown into the mix, into the pool. If he follows it up with another one this year, I could see January of 2024 that being a possibility. The fact that he hasn't been in touch with anybody or at least said that to us um, does come as a little bit of a surprise because you would have thought that, that, you know, if you're one of the three best goalkeepers in MLS and you're an American, you're getting a call from the U S soccer Federation saying, Hey, we're at least you're at least on our radar. Um, So, you know, just, just your thoughts. If you thought Drake should have gotten a call up, if you think maybe it's too early, um, what are your thoughts on Drake and the U S men's national team possibilities? 
Yeah, if he continues his form, he should absolutely get called up. Um, we've seen uh, players who, uh, you know, maybe don't get regular playing time get called up and, you know, just because of their potential. So, yeah, like I like you said, I think if Drake continues that form, he should absolutely get called up. And, you know, um, he was really good all throughout 2022. And uh, in 2023, he looks motivated to, to continue to do so. So um, I see no reason why he shouldn't. Um, and if he's not, you know, you know, it, it, hopefully, you know, there better be a better goalkeeper than him that's taking that spot. So um, hopefully he'll, he'll get the nod soon. The, the U.S. men's national team is is loaded at goalkeeper, always is loaded at goalkeeper. It's the one position that the Americans typically produce a, a lot of. And right now with you have Arsenal's backup goalkeeper, now Chelsea's third string, that, third string goalkeeper, um, and Matt Turner and Gaga Salina. Um, that, that just goes to show you. And then they might not even be the two best. I, I think Matt Turner is the number one goalkeeper. But, yeah, I, I do think for Drake, um, just continuing that. And, and, again, with the USA, they like to play out of the back. And so Drake's distribution needs to improve. He is, he is a tremendous yep. stop chop, or shot stopper. Um, but but his, his distribution definitely needs to improve. Um, his goal kicks need to improve this year. And so we'll see, you know, a, a lot of those splits comparison 2022 to 2023, I think is a lot of what we're, we're going to be looking at um, to see that natural production and natural improvement for him uh, come this year. Lastly, Alex, um, just, we wanted to, you know, you don't like to end on sad news, but uh, something that, that really shocked us um, and, and the MLS community, um, Anton Walks of Charlotte FC, uh, passed away in a boating accident off uh, the coast of Biscayne Bay. Um, uh, and uh, this week, whenever you're, you're listening to it, it actually happened this morning as we record on Thursday. Um, it, just a really sad, sad story. 25 years old. Um, he former played for Tottenham um, and now back in MLS um, and, and seemed to have a bright future ahead of him. Um, and just a really, he was down here for preseason training um, and, and just a, a really, really sad story and, and wish his family uh, comfort and the best and, and our prayers and, and thoughts and, and well wishes and through this difficult time. Yeah, and he was a phenomenal player. Every time uh, Miami would play against Atlanta, uh, you know, he'd always be that standout player in, in the back, you know, absolute rock for them. So, you know, to hear that news, I was shocked and saddened and, you know, prayers immediately went out to him in his family, you know, I believe he has uh, kids as well. So it's, it's just doubly unfortunate. So, um, you know, the tough, tough, you know, just senseless and tough loss for the MLS community right now. And, 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 you know, we're sending our thoughts and prayers to his family. Yeah. I, I, and I, I speak for, for myself and for the Heron outlet, you know, we've, we've gotten to, to become pretty close with the, some of the, Charlotte supporters and, and soccer fans that like to interact with us. They have a, a large online presence. Um, and, and we've gotten to know some of the podcasters from there and um, they're, they're a tight knit community. And so our, our, our thoughts and our prayers go out to the Charlotte FC family uh, community. And, um, and, you know, it, it's always tough with when something happens like this, um, and and uh, you know we are we are La Familia that extends past just Inter Miami that does extend to the American soccer community and to MLS writ large. On that note, uh, unfortunately, Alex that does it for this episode of the Heron Outlet. She's Alex Winley for Austin Roblard and for our producer Andres. I am Ian Hess. 
Make sure you follow us on our socials, our brand new Substack, theheronoutlet.substack.com. You can sign up, get all the latest news, info, tactics, breakdowns, interviews, and more. Follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, and subscribe, like, rate, review on our YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts. We will see you back here this time next week, and enjoy the game this Saturday.